Well, for those of you that know me, you know I'm giddy. I love Christmas. This is this service and our Easter services are my favorite uh, of the year, and I'm so excited. I want to welcome you today for the guests that are visiting with us today. We're thrilled you're here. Uh, we're excited that you chose to uh, spend this special time with us and worship with us today. And uh, we're grateful to have you. If you're looking for a church home, I'm telling you, this bunch is hard to beat. Uh, just a, a great group of people that has a so-so pastor that they tolerate and put up with that makes inappropriate comments sometimes from the platform. But uh, we are so excited that uh, you would join us today. And Tara, who knew that this many people would show up for your birthday today? Huh? How about that? Uh, and... We all thought it was about Christmas, but happy birthday. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, we were there last week. Lynette did a great job last week of sharing with us from her heart what Christmas means to her and our family and to our world, and I appreciate her doing that. Uh, but uh, this morning, you know, I, I can't believe that it's already here. Well, we were talking, it seems like we just put our trees up at Halloween, you know, uh, and, uh, but we're excited about it. Just a, a few reminders this morning, like, like Hunter mentioned, next Sunday, I uh, just want to make sure that uh, everyone knows and you understand there won't be an 8.30 service next Sunday. We'll have Sunday school at 9.30, we'll have a 10.30 worship service, but there won't be uh, an 8.30 service. And this morning, I just want to take the liberty to thank you guys uh, for being awesome. Uh, over the past several weeks, uh, I've seen the church at its best. Leading up to Thanksgiving, we begin to uh, push. Uh, we begin to ask. We begin to uh, ask you to really focus in on being a blessing to others during the holidays this year and and I'm telling you, you guys have responded in ways that continue uh, to amaze me. Over the past few weeks, you've provided over 50 families in our community with a full Thanksgiving meal, including a whole turkey uh, for each family. You cared, and you bought, and you stuffed, and you brought back shoeboxes, Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes, 329 of those that you've brought in. As a church, you packed and delivered 1,034 shoeboxes as you volunteered your time uh, here uh, to be the drop-off location for Operation Christmas Child here in this community. Through your generosity these past few weeks... Uh, you have provided a nice, a really nice outfit of clothes, uh, including shoes and coats and sweaters for over 60 students uh, here in our community during the holidays. You took tags from the urban Christmas story tree that we have up out in the lobby, and you brought in countless donations, sleeping bags, tents, portable heaters for the homeless and the less fortunate uh, in our community, and this past Wednesday, because of your generosity and the uh, volunteers, the numerous volunteers that work diligently to prepare a meal 
we were able to feed uh, close to 250 people this past Wednesday uh, at no cost. It was free. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, you guys get it. And uh, I am so blessed and I am overwhelmed to be your pastor. Lynette and our family have served with this church for over 20 years. And I tell people all the time, it, it just keeps getting better. You know, it, it just keeps getting better. And I can't wait to see what God has in store uh, in the days ahead. And from our family uh, and our staff, uh, we can't thank you enough for the gifts, uh, the cards that have been filled with uh, your expressions of love. It's true, truly overwhelming. And uh, we thank you so much. But it's here. Christmas is just a few days away. And uh, we're excited about that. I've been telling you over the past few weeks entering into uh, this Christmas season that my prayer has been for each and every one of you. My prayer has been uh, for me that this would be the best Christmas season uh, that we've ever experienced, the best Christmas season that we've ever been a part of as we focus in on and truly understand what it means for God to be with us. There is something incredibly special uh, uh, about that, that God is with you. He's not some distant being out there in the universe somewhere. I mean, He's not. He's not somebody that's just out there somewhere, uh, but because of Jesus, because of the birth of Jesus, He came to be uh, with us, and God is with you, and because God is with you, and because God is with us. That's, that's the greatest blessing that we have in our lives uh, today is that He is here with us. He is in our presence. He is, he is always with us. His promise is that He will never leave us and He will never forsake us if we've accepted Him as Lord and Savior uh, of our life. And so until, uh, you know, we've been talking about the fact that you truly can't love God you truly can't love God in the way that we've been designed and created to love God until He becomes personal to you. Until you fully understand and grasp the love that He has for you and the gift that He's given you and the goodness and the mercy and the grace that's been extended to you. Until we get that, we can't love Him until that becomes personal to us and we make it personal to us. Until you see and understand what Jesus did for you. You can never be personally intimate uh, with Him. And so I want to close out this series that we've been in over the past few weeks here in chapter 1 as we look at a portion of Matthew's version uh, of the birth of Jesus. And so I want to pick it up in verse 21 uh, this morning. God's Word tells us this today. It says, She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save, the peop save his people from their sins. Verse 23 says, The virgin will be with child, and he will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. His name is Jesus. His name is Emmanuel. And I'll be honest with you today, that always kind of confused me when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, so wh wh what is his name? I was like, you know, if, if I were to walk up to Jesus and say, hey, my name's Steve, what's your name? 
I always wondered what his reply would be, right? You know, I, I believe, it, it, you know, he would be like, well, my, my first name is Jesus. Uh, my middle name is Christ. But my friends call me Emmanuel, but you can call me Lord, right? I, I, I believe that's how that might go. But, but seriously, don't miss this. And we see it here in the scripture. The name Jesus indicates what he does. The name Emmanuel is who he is, right? Jesus means in Hebrew, God saves. Emmanuel means God with us. And this is, you know, the foundational doctrine of Christianity that Jesus was 100% man and he was also 100% God. And he came to save us. He came to be with us. And folks, he's still with us. He's still here. And so it's almost, you know, uh, kind of humorous because I don't know about you, but sometimes even the preacher catches himself praying, okay, God, be with me, right? You know, there'll be times that I'm about to walk into a difficult situation and I'll say, God, be with me as I enter into this hospital room with this family that's hurting. God, you know, I need you to, to be with me when I speak to this family about the loss of their loved ones. God, I, I need you to be with me when I pull out on Highway 65 because we're all taking our life in our own hands when we do that. God, be with me and help me find a parking spot close to the door. God, be with me and just help me make it to Lowe's, right? Some of you know my Lowe's story and it's not to be shared from the platform. But seriously, folks, we must understand that he is Emmanuel, God with you. The whole point of God's creation was to be in relationship with us. That was the point of creation, so that we would have a relationship with the Creator. In, in the Garden of Eden, it tells us that God... Walked with Adam and Eve every night. Adam and Eve said, God walks with us. Right? When God led the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt, uh, He did it with a cloud by day and a cloud of fire by night. And the children of Israel said in Exodus 14 and 9, The Lord is before us and He's behind us. Then God had them build a tabernacle where His, His glory came to dwell. And they said in Exodus 25 and 8, God is in the midst of us. He's before us, he's behind us, and he's in the midst of us. Jesus is born, and the angel says, call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And when Jesus left, don't miss this, the Holy Spirit came on the first disciples, and they said, God is in us. <laughs> God is in us. Listen, you weren't created to serve a, a, a distant God who watches over you like some judge. You were created to love a father. You were created to walk with him like you would a friend. The, the creator and sustainer of the universe, folks, he is a relational God. He's a relational God who stripped himself of his glory and he became like us in the form of of a baby. And like Lynette shared with us last week, John said, and by the way, speaking of Lynette, I want you to look at what I was left on the platform this morning. 
Those of you that were here last week, you know exactly what this is all about. Hey, if you're visiting, we think it's okay for Christians to have fun, so we're going to. Uh, if you're against fun, you're not going to like it here. But, uh, man, God is so good. The creator, the sustainer of the universe stripped himself of that glory. And he came in the form of a baby. And John said in his gospel in chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word of God became flesh. And he goes on a little later to say, and dwelt among us. And friends, I'm here to tell you that that is the best news ever for you today. The problem is today is this, and I talk to a lot of folks. The problem with that today is this, a lot of folks don't believe that. A lot of folks may say that that is a part of their belief, but deep down, they don't truly believe it. They, they uh, attend church every once in a while, but they have never realized when we have a relationship with Jesus that He is always there, that He is always present. Because to be honest, some of us don't want Jesus around all the time. Hello? Hello? You okay? Sometimes we don't want Jesus around all the time. We just want Him to be around when we show up for church so He can make sure and see that we were there, right? And some of you, when I tell you that God is with you, you're kind of like, well, that's a nice story, but I don't see Him. And to be perfectly honest, I, I don't feel Him right now in my life. I mean, there, there's not any goosebumps. Lynette shared with us a story last week about the testimony of a, a gentleman in our church that shared about his salvation experience and the warmth and the peace and, and the, the physical things that he felt while God was bringing him to a point of decision. And some of you are like, I've never felt that. I've never experienced that. There's no, you know, there's no goosebumps. I'm not feeling tingly. I actually can't feel him or see him at all. And so you struggle with this idea and this concept that God is here and God uh, is with you. Some of you that are here today, I know for a fact, are going through a very difficult time in your life and, and in your family. And, and, and Christmas, honestly, is kind of like a big magnifying glass. I mean, it takes the good and it makes it like really awesome, right? But it also magnifies the painful and seems to make it really painful. And some of you, you're facing an empty chair this year. You wish that someone that you love could be there, but they're not. And maybe that's through divorce, maybe through death, maybe through distance. And the pain of that is just magnified. Maybe it's bad news about some health issue, and, and I don't know, but, but whatever it is, you're probably asking at some point in time, where is God in this? Where is God in my pain? Where is God in this situation? What, where is He? You know, I don't, I don't feel God. I don't see God. 
Is God really here and, and why is this happening? And, and honestly, I can't say if, if God is with me or not. And there's some of you here this morning that have done something in your life that you're deeply ashamed of. And you have great regrets about your past. So why would God even want to be with someone like you, right? And I'm not the kind of person that stands up here and lies to people and I'll be honest, it really is hard to believe, but that's why they call it faith. But here's the deal, God saw to it, don't miss this, I don't know all of you, all of you don't know me, but God saw to it today that you would be here to hear this message from him. God saw to it. He prearranged all the events that are taking place today so that you would be here in this place. And He wants you to know today without a shadow of a doubt that Christmas is all about God with you. God with you. And, and when you realize that, and when you begin to, uh, when you allow God to plant that truth in your heart, I'm here to tell you that you will never be the same. Your life will be forever changed. He is with us. There's no question whatsoever. It is settled and it is written. He is Emmanuel. God with us, God with you. And the only question that remains to be answered today is this. Are you with God? Are you with God? He's with us, and more than anything else, He wants you to be with Him. Because He's not a God who is far off. He is not uninvolved. He's not a God who is distant. He is a relational God who came to reveal who He is to you. And maybe He's doing that today. Maybe He's revealing to you today your need... For him and your need for a savior. And you're realizing today that you need to be forgiven of your sins. And Jesus is the only way that that can happen. The only way that that can take place. And he wants you to know him so that you can have life. Real life. Have life abundantly and have life eternally with him in heaven. God is with us but are you with Him? This morning we're going to close with a time of prayer and then we're going to enter into communion. And this morning as we pray, if God's speaking to your heart today about where you're at in relationship with Him, it would be an absolutely amazing time for you to finally make that commitment and understand that God loves you your past does not have to define your future. In a relationship with Jesus, He will define your future. And so this morning, as we pray together, if you need to make that decision, before we receive communion this morning, if you need to make that decision right there in your chair today, I encourage you, don't walk out of this place being defeated by Satan. Jesus wants you to have victory in your life today through a relationship with Him. Let's pray together.
Dear God, I pray today that you would do a work in this place that you can only do. We know that you're at work. We know that uh, your word never returns to you void. We know when we worship you and we give you glory and we lift you up, your word says that you will draw people to you, into a relationship with you. And so that's what we've tried to do today. Not to lift ourselves up. We just want to lift you up so that you would be known and so that there might be some here today that would accept you and receive you. God, I pray today that there would be some in this place today that would be transformed by this good news that you want to be in relationship with, you, with them. That they would be transformed by this, the, the, the gospel message of Jesus Christ and that you want to uh, not only be in a relationship with them, but you want to lead them, you want to guide them, you want to bless them in the days ahead and be with them for all of eternity. God, I know that there are some people that are here today that needed to be reminded of this truth. Maybe they're hearing it for the first time today. I don't know. There are some people here today who are facing difficulties, facing challenges and trials. And there are some people here today that are hurting. And they really needed to hear. They really need to know today that God is with them. And they just need a special touch from you in their life today. And I pray that you would do what only you can do to reveal that you are real and that you are with them. God, I also know in a crowd this size, there are people here who have never placed their faith in you. They're living their lives for themselves. And today, they've been presented with the good news of why you came, what it means, and what Christmas is really all about. And God, so I pray this Christmas that you would make everything new for them. Your word tells us that if we'll admit that we're a sinner and believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He came to this earth to pay a price for our sins on the cross, that He was dead, He was buried, but He was resurrected three days later. Your word tells us if we do those things and then we confess that we have done that, then we become children of God, adopted into the family of God. And I believe that there's someone here today that truly wants to do that, and my prayer is that they would ask you to do that even just now as we pray before we receive this sacred uh, time of communion together. God, I want to thank you for your presence here today. I want to thank you for what you've done and I want to thank you for what you're going to do in the days ahead as we walk with you. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, today we celebrate his birth. But his birth was only the beginning of his gift to us. The gift is not only his presence, but Jesus was also born to die. To die for you, to die for me, and to die for our sin. And so that takes us from the wonderful Christmas card story of, you know, the birth of Jesus that took place in a stable to a place in the church we call the communion table. The night before Jesus was to be crucified on that cruel cr cross of Calvary, Jesus... Uh, observed what we now call and we now know as the Last Supper. 
He was gathered with his followers. He was gathered with his closest friends, the disciples there uh, at a table. From a baby in a stable. Think about it. From a baby in a stable who was totally dependent upon humans to help him and nurture him and raise him to this table now where all of humanity would be totally dependent on Him being our Savior. And it was at the table of Jesus that said, every time you gather at the table, He said, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of my life. Do this in remembrance of my death. Do this in remembrance of the resurrection where we can now have life. And we're instructed by the Scriptures how to remember by gathering at this table in the sacrament of communion, Lord's Supper. The Apostle Paul shares with us how we should do this. I want you to listen to what Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. He says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Himself. On the night when He was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, and He gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Folks, this is the true meaning of Christmas. Yes, the birth was very important, but it was because of the death and the resurrection that we can have life, we can have real life, and that we can have eternal life. And at the time when Jesus was about to give his life as a ransom for you and and, and for me, Jesus took the bread and the cup and said, Do this to remember. Do this to remember me. Paul went on to say in verse 26, For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. And so here's what we're doing by receiving communion today. You know, when you take part in communion, here's what you're saying. You're proclaiming. Paul says you're announcing, if you will, that you believe in Jesus. You're announcing that you believe that He died on the cross for you. You're announcing that you believe that He rose from the dead. And you believe that through His Spirit, He is with you. And He is in you. And He is present. And that's what you're saying by receiving communion today. And so now I would like to ask our ushers, if they would, to come back. I've asked them to help uh, us distribute the communion today. So if you guys would come back and help us with that. And while they come, I want to say to you that the Church of the Nazarene does not require that you be a member of this local church or our denomination to receive communion today. We believe that you only must be a member of His church, the body of Christ. If you have believed and you have received Christ as your personal Savior, then you're invited to participate. People often ask me also about their kids, whether their kids should receive and participate in communion or not. I would just say that's, totally, that's solely up to you. That, that's your decision. You're, you're more uh, than welcome 
uh, to do that, to teach your children the importance of this beautiful sacrament. But that's your decision. So I want to ask our ushers if they would at this time to, to serve you. The communion cups that you have there, I'll be the first to admit they can be a little tricky. But if you peel back, there are actually two layers there. If you peel back the first layer of plastic on top of the cup, it will uncover the bread. So go ahead and remove the bread at this time. If someone around you needs assistance, please please take the time to help them. Uh, Again, Jesus said this about the bread that you're holding there in your hand. He said, this is my body which was broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So this morning as we receive this, I want you to think about and remember how much Jesus loves you. That he would allow his body to be broken so that he could be in a relationship with you. And by his wounds, we are healed. Let's eat. Now peel back the foil to expose the juice. And again, if someone around you needs assistance, please help them. Again, this is what Jesus said about the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. So let's drink of the cup today and remember the blood that was shed so that our sins could be forgiven. There are trash cans that are located at the exit doors. If you wouldn't mind throwing those away on your way out. But before we do, we're going to sing a song together. I've got a young lady that's coming this morning that wants to celebrate Christmas with her family by being baptized. And so uh, we're going to invite her to come and get prepared for that. But y'all join together as we sing. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pine. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder brace, a new and glorious morn. 
your knees Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, night When Christ was born Well, I can't think of many more things that are as exciting as being able to baptize uh, someone into the faith as they become, they come and make their faith public uh, before their church family. And uh, we have had just a tremendous month. Uh, three out of the four weeks of Advent we've celebrated with baptisms. And God is good and He is blessed. And I don't think there's anything more special than being able to have. Uh, baptisms at Christmas and at Easter. It's just always a very special time. And this young lady came to me a few weeks ago and uh, so excited. I love it when people come to me and they're so excited about wanting to be baptized because it's a big step. And uh, Lexi came to me a few weeks ago and shared with me that she had accepted Christ as her Savior and uh, talked to me about what it meant to her to be baptized in front of all these people and how special it was to her. And she knows without a doubt that uh, she's a child of God. So I'm going to ask, this is Lexi Graham, and I'm going to ask her to join me down here this morning. She is so excited, and I'm excited for her. And Lexi, I would just ask you this morning, just so you can make it public to all these people, have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? And you now know that you are a precious daughter of the King of Kings. And you're going to serve Him for the rest of your life. Amen. And it's my honor today to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I love you guys oh so much, and from our staff and our families to you, have a very Merry Christmas. We love you guys. God bless you.